Chris. And what do we do here, Record Night? Record Night is where we pick a theme out of a hat uh, and we be spring record based on a theme. We sit down, we talk about it. That That's what I think it is, right? That sounds, that right. sounds right to me. That's what we aim for, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cute is what we aim for, I thought. <laughs> but, um, uh, what do we, if people want to get hold of us, how can they do that? Uh, we're all over social media, so you can find us on Facebook at uh, Record Night. We're on Instagram at Record Night Pod, all one word. Uh, we're on Twitter at Record underscore Night. And we're also mm-hmm. on email at Record Night Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have a P.O. box yet, so I don't even bother looking for that. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever have one. Yeah. If you want to send us stuff, we'll just post an Amazon wish list or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be, I'd be fucking weird out if I, I come home and there's some a gift from some random listener and like the gift is anthrax I don't think because I'd... you said <laughs> bad things about their favorite we band don't... anthrax yeah well i mean we don't ha- we don't hate them we just don't get it yeah you know it'd be I a very anthrax. poetic death oh it would be i buy anthrax, like, anthrax killed by anthrax bad about anthrax real quick uh i read this thing that scott ian said about the actual anthrax uh you know when the 2001 all that stuff when people were getting mailed anthrax uh, he was like, "Oh no, like that's fucking late." Like he was upset that Anthrax was killing people when that's what it always did. Yeah, <laughs> like like. So I was like, I was like, uh, "You're gonna pick a name, you know, kind of like it's different, like because you know ISIS, that band ISIS, yeah. they, and then ISIS happened with all the ISIL, all that um, uh, Islamic terrorism thing in the Middle East, the rat rat Islam, and um, people were like, well, I guess the names are working more. I guess not, right." <laughs> You know, but it'd be like, but it's not. It, it'd be like napalm it was, death. It being wasn't like, bad at first. They're killing people with napalm now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know what? The, this episode is not about anthrax or napalm death. Surprising. It is about. Yeah. So, what is our topic for today's episode? Today is side projects that we think are better than the main project. I got a little cute with mine. We'll talk about it, but uh, I, I'll tell you what I, got, I, I brought. I brought the Postal Service Give Up. And I brought the self-titled album by Gorillaz. Ooh. Yeah, we might be... It's, uh, so it's not Demon Days. It's not Plastic Island. It's just the self-title from 2001. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Blur. It's okay. better than... I, I, th- I mean, Ooh. I think it's better than all those. Hold, hold, hold on, guys. Uh, so uh, Ryan's going to get ready to fight the all, the all of UK or all of the East Britain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it comes to- and you're going to be fighting every uh every indie kid from the year 2000 yeah. to 2008 well we'll talk a little bit about that because I, I think there might be a a, a line into sand drawn <laughs> so, um, but uh yeah i think that's we got all the stuff that i think we need to talk about out of the way right before we get into the, the music I think so. part oh except uh this episode's theme was recommended by scott oh so yeah scott Scott Scott's a uh, he's been he's on one episodes a while back. Yeah, he was a guest, yeah. friend of the show, and uh, was, gave us a lot of themes. So if you want to be yeah, we had cool like Scott, please send us some themes. Yeah, Doctor Loper sends a theme or three. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, and we might pull one today. We'll see. Um, and I, I have a few that my brother recommended, but he didn't really want credit for. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, 
Okay. Um, let's talk about the gorillas. Who are the gorillas? If you don't know, uh, they are, well, really it's like, it's two dudes, but they kind of cover two different facets of gorillas. So gorillas are okay. a quote unquote, like virtual band. Mm-hmm. So Damon Albarn from blur was kind of using it as like a side project. And I, I think you get it from this album. Like it kind of feels like a creative outlet for like some of his weirder, um, inclinations mm-hmm. um and then you get the artist jamie hewlett who i think that his most famous thing would be like tank girl but like you'd recognize his mm-hmm. art but so he does all the yeah. like art direction making the characters i think he comes up with the lore and stuff like that so he does the virtual part of it where damon alburn does the band part of it uh mm-hmm. so the the members the virtual members of the virtual band are 2D, Noodle, Russell, Murdoch, and they've got their own like deep lore mythos story um, that's all told through like music videos and lyrics and a website and ARGs. Mm. And I think they just came out with like an autobiography not too long ago. <laughs> um, and fun little, little trivia. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a song on Deltron 3030, a classic uh, hip-hop album called Time Keeps on Slippin'. That is secretly the first Gorillaz song. Because it's got... Interesting. So we'll get into Gorillaz 2001, or what I'm calling it, Gorillaz self-titled. Came out in 2001. Um, It's not a reboot, so it wouldn't be Gorillaz 2001. Um, Yeah, yeah. So this is where that Deltron 3030 connection comes in is this album was made by Damon Albarn features on a couple of tracks, Del the funky homo sapien, but it was produced oh, so awesome. by Dan, the automator, which is where I think, oh, okay. I think this album gets a lot of its flavor from because their later albums have different producers. So the, the, the main, uh, I, I know that he has a lot of damn all kinds of stuff, but the one I remember him from actually actually being a part of when young man Chris uh, was hit on a Madica's first record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 uh, produced that, so yeah, it's it a little yeah, but yeah, Danny Ademir, cool guy. Yeah, he he makes some really like, cool stuff that I like. Um, I I can't remember who the producers are on on later albums. I just don't like them mm. quite as much, which is why I like this album, but. Uh, Damon Albarn was featured on Time Keeps on Slipping, so it sounds a lot like a. It really does sound like a prototype to. Um, uh, what's that? Clint Eastwood. It sounds like oh, yeah. you, know, you got him singing his like sad little song, mm-hmm. and then Deltron or mm-hmm. Del the Funky Homo Sapien raps. It's cool, but yeah. So this album had takes a ton of like influences from like different genres, and it's kind of like it's very like scattershot, but it feels mm. like it's all kind of the same. It feels like it's like the same like sessions. Like it feels like these were all kind yeah. of not written on the fly, but it's like they all draw from the same pool of inspiration. Cut from the same cloth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cut from the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it does, they do a lot of like lesser known collabs, which I like on this. Cause it's like Del the funky homo sapien wasn't super known. Um, just all the like different like singers and voiceover people that they bring in, uh, I think really add something interesting. So you feel like you're discovering someone new. 
Um, later on, I feel like gorillas kind of get away from this and they get too many like famous collaborations. And I think it kind of ruins it, at least yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, like to me, Del the Homo, Del the, the funky Homo sapien, like he he's just underground enough to be cool, mm-hmm. you know. I, we don't need fucking. I don't know who else showed up in the other ones, but it, I mean, it, to me, like having something that's the, uh, not a lot of whole people knew gives a whole uh, different flavor to it in a good way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, like. I don't think Grills ever made a better album than this, but I I can appreciate if people like Demon Days or Plastic Beach more because they might get different things out of it. But because they're still good albums, I just right. think this one's better. Um, and then this <laughs> album is one of those just like, hey, this album is secretly uh, super important in my taste. Like just like it's like directly responsible for a lot of the things I really like and the approaches I like to you know, taking influence from stuff and yeah. So real quick, how did you get into gorillas? Like everyone else, you saw the Clint Eastwood video on Toonami. You thought that she was baller. It was baller, yeah. <laughs> so you got the gorillas like everyone else. You used to watch it on Toonami? Yeah, because they used to do uh, music animated music videos on Toonami. So they showed Clint Eastwood and 192000 from this album and yeah, I was like, oh, this fucking rules. So I, it was one of the first albums I ever bought for myself. I bought the edited version. Oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> like from Walmart? I got it from Target. Okay. Or maybe even uh, FYE. But I had to buy the edited ooh. version because I was 11. Oh, yeah. Well, well so, but, but so you, you spent a lot of time when you wore this shit down probably before, your, before, uh, before I mean, yeah, you wore down. Oh, yeah, the record itself. Yeah, no, I. Uh, uh, wanna, I like, think I. I think I know the lyrics to Clint Eastwood by heart. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those. Like if somebody you, like you kidnapped the- me and was like, put a gun to my head and was like, you need to say the lyrics to a song or I kill you. It would be Clint Eastwood. So can you do all the Dell's part, all the whole thing, like like with rhythm and all that yeah. stuff? I've got some rhythm. Oh, cool. I mean. I might, I might have you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you do that for me. Um, Maybe if we go to karaoke or something. I, so I should, I, I see the picture of the Les Paul I got. Mm-hmm. And so before we got on uh, to record, I, I got my uh, Jack White down. I got my uh, Epiphone down and my Les Paul to do sort of like a side-by-side comparison. And none of them sound worse. They all just sound different. Nice. Yeah. Different flavors. Uh, but man. Yeah. Different flavors. But man, I, uh, out of all of them, the easiest to play is that Les Paul. Oh yeah, like like the easiest to play. Yeah, Does it also weigh a million pounds? Oh <laughs> uh, no, actually, the newer um, Les Pauls, the ones that are below twenty three hundred bucks, uh, they have weight relief in them. Uh, so surprisingly, my Les Paul is lighter than that Jaguar. Damn. Yeah, so it's like what eight pounds or something. It's ridiculously so, yeah, light. Like I picked it up, I'm like what's going on? So they have like weight relief. Like there's parts of it that don't have wood behind. Like just a straight up. Uh, top on it um but i love it, man it's it's fucking like it's killer I love nice. it. <clears throat> but you know what else well, we should probably you should probably play the sample yeah. and get more into this record i think all right guys this is gorillas 2001 no it's just gorillas, it's gorillas. self-titled it was released in 2001 See, 
when you said Gorillas 2001, I was going to say Space Odyssey, but I said, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, this is Gorillas subtitled. So that was Gorilla's self-titled. So I do have a few overall thoughts I want to talk yeah, about before we get it. into the record. So uh, what I got from this record is it was low stakes and lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and maybe because, you know, it's a first record, so there's not a whole lot to, uh, you know, Damon Albert was already established as the guy from work. Right. Right. And, and this is just something he's doing. <laughs> Probably what people thought. And um, so I, I don't know why I got low stakes, but that's why I got. No, right? I agree. I think like that's the overall vibe is like, I don't think they expected this to be as big as it was. Like mm-hmm. they did some stuff with it, but it was all kind of like, like, like I said, like a creative outlet, like, Hey, I can't really do this stuff with blur. 
and I've got this like it's, it's, animator it's, guy. So it's like, or, you know, they've got Jamie Hewlett to like do some like animation or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's real danceable stuff. Yeah. So. Like it just, it feels really weird. Like it is a weird album, yeah. even in like the gorillas discography. Like it's just weird. Oh yeah. And that's why I really like it. Cause it, it's, it has like so much charm. So was this a, a contender for awesome debut? Uh, no. Cause I always forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was a little surprised that, uh, you were a gorillas fan. Um, not i'm not surprised i just didn't know i guess right so yeah like, i mean it's really uh, like you, the first two albums i'm coming around a bit to plastic beach um mm-hmm. and it's like i'll listen to whatever they put out but it's like man they've been getting real bad since uh <laughs> since after plastic beach yeah yeah so there's been yeah there's something i think that like there's something about about defying expectations mm-hmm. you know when when those expectations put on a record because uh apparently girls came out and this was a hit pretty sure they didn't expect a hit or anything like that but when it did they're like okay we we have other stuff that we can do but when it gets to the point where you're just putting out shit because you have to put out shit because you're a band that people yeah, like because you're this is the main project whole, now i think that's what happened is that yeah yeah it got so popular that it's like, oh shit, this is more popular than Blur currently is. So this is going to be my main output. And I think the creativity and the quality really took a hit. I heard that Damon uh, did one of the records on the iPad. Yeah, The Fall. He did it while on tour, and it's not very good. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it seems Man. like they switch from like, I want to do this kind of weird, uh, crazy album, which is what this is. And it's slowly kind of been morphing into we want to make another hit. Okay. Well, you can't the lightning. I mean, lightning does strike in the same place, scientifically speaking, but you know, <laughs> lightning in a bottle. Whatever. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, you want to just go into this track by track and we'll talk. Yeah. Do you have any other that? like overall thoughts? Yeah. More so the, 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 uh, at the end, I have just a, overall thoughts but i do have questions about the backstory so are you pretty well versed in what each character is and how they've come together with them no okay because i really only paid (laughs) i really only paid attention to this album um yeah and it's apparently just like super convoluted and you know you got to go through like a bunch of different things like maybe if there was like a good decent they did the autobiography so maybe that's a good way to read it but like no so is it more convoluted? Is it more convoluted than the Mike him of of uh, Three Years of Sweet Revenge? Do you think? Probably. Because I got—I mean, honest when 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 bands they'll do like, oh, this is a record, and here's the story of the record, like when it's built in. A lot of times it it doesn't really hmm, doesn't really work out. Like I, I can think of this one. I can think of Mike him. I can think of. I mean, those records are hits, right? But but when it has the story, I don't, I don't think anyone really gives a shit. Uh, when it comes to like, for example, uh, Code and Cambria, they have that that you know. I I've listened to you know all the records they do with that one story, the the Amory Wars and all that stuff. But I couldn't tell you like I could listen to this and be like I don't even fucking know. Right. Like, well, because they don't really like no talk clear. about it too much on the albums. Like it's all like meta content. So it's all stuff mm-hmm. you have to pick up like watching the music videos. But you there's not much you can pick up with on the albums. But also weird thing that I just remembered for their album before their newest one that's about to come out the bass player in mm. canon was one of the gangrene gang from powerpuff girls 
What in the fuck? Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how you get canon. That's canon. I don't know how you get there. Um, But yeah, that happened. So when they perform live, I know they're a virtual band. Do, do they show themselves now, or was it always like I think what they do, the at least as far as I know, is well, at least what they used to do is they put used to put a screen in front of them and they'd rear project behind the band, so they'd be like silhouettes, but they'd like play mm-hmm. mo- videos on there. Now I think they play normally, but they play videos on the side mm. or something like. like I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure it's a That's... big production, but uh, yeah, they're not. I, I mean, I'd like to miss or anything. I mean, would you like to see them live? I'm sure you'd, you'd be into that a little bit. I think so. I don't know how much they're going to play off of this. Like one of my mm-hmm. like overall thoughts about this upon listening to it again is I was going to get to it at the end, but I'll say it now. So the singles for this album were so huge, so ubiquitous, so well known that every other track on this album feels like a deep cut. Nobody, <laughs> nobody talks about the rest of this album. I've never heard anybody talk about like, hey, Slow Country's a cool gorilla song, lesser known gorilla song. No, <laughs> maybe. No, none of these. Yeah, I can't think of anybody There's that's some... ever been like, hey, I'm just trying to think of a good example. Rehash, since we're that's what we're about yeah. to go into. Like, <laughs> nobody talks about this album in full. They only talk about the singles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is. I mean, kind of crazy, um, but w- let's get into it. Yeah. Rehash. So rehash. It's 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 a laid back sort of pop song. It's about the money or stop or stuff. I mean, it's, what is it to you? It's stop. Is it the money or stop? Or Okay. I, I oh. always used to hear it as stuff, but then, you know, reading along the lyrics, I'm like, oh, I can. Because Damon Albarn doesn't uh, like enunciate super well. So it's like. No. He has really weird uh, different voices i guess in this record he does he sings differently yeah he's kind of all over the place uh but yeah so this is like it's about the music industry and kind of its focus on only the money uh but also possibly about drugs because hash it's the rehash (laughs) yeah people Uh, want to talk about drugs all throughout this record i feel like yeah you know uh but yeah it's a cool track it's got some like sitar action um there's a lot of it's, like uh, like dub reggae influence on it, but it's not obvious. But like you hear it in the bass line and some yeah. of the drum effects. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hear a lot of dub in this whole record, really. Mm-hmm. I think they <laughs> recorded this in Jamaica. That would be, makes sense. I mean, I guess that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go out. I don't, I don't exactly know how ubiquitous dub is in Jamaica. Do you hear while walking down the street? In 2001? I don't know. Right, but I feel, um, I feel like but, I don't know how much of this was written before going in the studio, but yeah. Jamaica feels like it was a purposeful choice to go yeah, there and yeah. do it. So, I, I, but then they've also got <laughs> on top of all kind of like the dub influence, like an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar playing on top, yeah, which yeah. is like, and then that's, is this Britpop now? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's why I felt like, you know, like Britpop sounds, I mean, we're in Britpop are almost anonymous, right? Cause there's so many of this, they're pretty, pretty normal. They're pretty, uh, if they're not like the same, they're adjacent. Um, but I mean, like, it's, it's a, like when this came on, I'm like, this is very low stakes. So, like, and not like, not, not in the way that you're like, oh, it's, it phoned in. It's just different. You know, like, like he's not giving a shit about like 
where people are thinking of the record. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or in this song, in this song specifically. <clears throat> so when I said, oh, sorry, I'm trying to mute myself. So when I said mistakes, I'm just saying that he has nothing to lose with doing it. Right. So he's, he's already a famous it. musician. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it feels like it's an album for them. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's for and themselves, it, maybe like a little self-indulgent, but in the good, interesting way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about five, four. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, like, so the whole song's in four, four, except for the, for the guitar, which has this weird time, five, four time signature. Yeah. Which, which I, I think I was this might be the first the time. This might be the first song I ever heard with a weird time signature. <laughs> I, I I dig this one a lot. I, I do. So was it was it a single? No. No. Okay. At least I don't think so. There's like but, there's like different singles that came out for this album based on where you were. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like there's like the main two singles, which I believe were. Clint Eastwood and 19 2000, at least here. But I think mm-hmm. tomorrow comes today was like the actual first single. And I think there's a video for rock the house. Like, so like maybe four oh, singles, oh. but there's like the two like big singles that everyone knows. And then like some like lesser tracks, but yeah, I, I do like five, four. It's probably my second favorite track on this record. It's really good. And it, it fits into this, like, uh, I feel like different tracks kind of like feel similar. So like mm-hmm. rehash and five, four feel like they're kind of from the same thing and then yeah, sort of thread together. Like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And then like tomorrow comes today, new genius and Starshine have kind of like a similar sound. Uh, Clint Eastwood and rock the house left hand Suzuki method and double bass. Like it a lot of stuff uh, feels like the only outlier. The only outlier I feel is punk, but I think that that, that it, matches it, up with M one A one. Yeah, it does at the end of it. Yeah, for sure. Mm. 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 Everyone's uh, got their Latin own little Simone. like hangout group. Uh, so what about Latin Simone? Is that outlier? Is that red? No, that goes with uh, Slow Country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you say so. I do. <laughs> I thought long and hard about this. Okay. Um, okay. All right. But Wait, what I think is really so- interesting is they put, they don't often lump those songs together except the first two tracks. And it almost kind of feels like a trick because they never return to oh, yeah? the sound of the first two tracks on the album. So it's like, I feel like this far in, you're like, I know what to expect. And then they yeah, go to tomorrow comes today and you're like, Okay. I know what to expect now. Maybe, maybe they're going to go back and then like, they just, and then it's like Clint Eastwood and all that stuff. You're like, I have no idea where this is going. Tomorrow comes today. Like just where you sort of get the ephemeral, ephemeral, ghostly instruments, instruments in this one. Sort of just like, like, um, cause it, at first when I was listening to this record, I I was like, okay, they're going to focus a lot on rhythm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's there, but it's but a lot of it's really fucking loose, you know. Like, yeah, it's all like there's 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 just something coming up with no snare in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like <laughs> there tomorrow comes today. It's it's like really like melancholy, but then it has like a hip hop beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But that he's just kind of like singing sadly over the hip hop beat, 
which uh which I thought was interesting. I think it's cool. It's got like a whistle solo. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of like not belonging in the like digital future, the technological future that's starting to happen. Yeah, 2001 is a weird time when Napster and shit was really taking hold, you know? Yeah, only uh, uh, so about a right. year after Y2K. Yeah, everyone's just sort of... Everyone had this idea that the internet's either going to help or improve. And I don't... Maybe it's helped. Yeah, also <laughs> pre-9-11, I think. Oh, uh, it must, right? It must have come out pre-9-11. I think like, so. Or at least, like, it was at least done before pre like before 9 11 uh because that that's i think it's important thing to to mention to a lot of people um because music had changed after that you know like it's different now <laughs> yeah this came out in march of that year mm. you know what came out uh 9 11 was the bob dylan's love and theft the day of it happened his record came out oh really so yeah i like love and theft quite a bit though a lot of people do but you know that's not what was important at the time. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I um I like tomorrow comes today, but I don't like New Genius. Yeah, New Genius, uh, not my favorite. Um, you also start to see here that they put a lot of parentheticals at the end of uh, track titles. <laughs> yeah, but it's got kind yeah, of they a do a lot of that. That's something that happened. Yeah. <laughs> It's got uh, kind of it's like lo-fi sounding. I really like I like the way the guitar works in it. And I've actually heard it is a I will say that as this is a blues song, apparently. Mm, it gets it gets better as the song gets on because it adds more stuff to it. But at first I was like, hmm, I was kind of switching my nose. At it. But it gets more interesting as as it picks up. Uh, one of the things I think is really interesting about the song structures in in this whole record is that is there's not a lot of words you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like if they are they're just there's like he focuses a lot on the on the music like a dance track you know like like some some like he he does have an earlier on he does say some stuff that i'm thinking like oh, he's trying to say something but if you're trying to say something you, you want people to stop dancing to listen to you so but um but uh New Genius, it's okay. I, I just don't mind. It's one of the things I was like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I was still waiting here cleanest because I, I kept myself from waiting. I don't have to actively keep myself away from that song, but I was waiting for it. Right. You know? um, yeah. <laughs> it's not my least favorite. That That's a little later, but it's not, not my most favorite, but also you have 17 tracks okay. to choose from. Like, God, there's so someone's many. got, someone's so got to be the worst. It's, uh, but I also, it, it, I like, in this song, they do the like record scratching and melodica uh, back yeah. and forth, which is really cool. And uh, the violin line mm-hmm. kind of gives it this like creepy atmosphere, yeah. which I think yeah. uh, that's one thing uh, that we'll, we'll touch on it like way later when we're talking. Um, but this album always kind of like made me feel weird. Like there was something kind of like creepy and melancholic about it that like my 11 year old brain was just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I feel weird, like curious, but like kind of scared. Okay. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) I understand feelings of being a a kid and not understanding what you're feeling and not necessarily a sexual way, just like not knowing like 
because especially in 2001 dude like you didn't know a lot of stuff about everything right because you can just go on the internet and fucking find it Mm -hmm. you know like like so everything's still sort of spooky and mystical because you don't know but now that we're you know we're in our 30s and google's right there anything that they could possibly scare us you sort of demystify right right you know so the girl is having this kind of missing you know music videos all that stuff it was it was kind of dangerous yeah. even <laughs> sort of a little bit you know as as 11 year old you know as as a, as a child so like you know it's different now but i definitely get that i definitely understand that feeling because mm. we 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 you know because the cultural touchstones were really a couple years off of each other but i we definitely are in that same sort of millennial type exactly says so millennials we we know what's going on uh, i definitely understand that feeling um did you get do you know if you got this after before 911 uh probably before i got this like very close to the day it came out okay cool. oh wow you're you're waiting for it well yeah because they okay. you know they release um, singles before the album comes out yeah that's that that is the thing that happens it's always weird when they release one like a year before oh yeah you know like <laughs> they used to they used to used to tease it like 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 it's coming out in the, like next year and you're like okay so do we make sure to hear the rest of these songs and then they'll be on the you know fully established and radio you know canon mm-hmm. uh which brings us radio camera we're talking about clean eastwood now, Clint Eastwood, to me, it it was Mr. Brightside for right? Mr. Brightside came out. Right. It's, as it's in, the single. As in, yeah, it's the single. So, Mr. Brightside and these two songs will be on the radio forever. Right. right. Like, to me, like Mr. Brightside and Clint Eastwood. You're going to hear these songs on whatever radio forever. Because I still hear Mr. Brightside quite a bit when I'm in the car with my wife. And she has on the uh, alternative rock station. Oh, wait, there's Mr. Brightside again. Yeah. And there's Clint Eastwood again. <laughs> So these are the songs that were that guided, uh, I guess, a lot of people's lives in the 2000s. Clint Eastwood and Mr. Brightside. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but Clint Eastwood. I remember actually seeing the video for this on TV too. Oh damn! The first time. Yeah. How come your and mom I, lets I was you like, have two I was like, TVs? <laughs> I just had. Uh, did, did you ever have MTV X? No, we. I think we just had the two MTVs. So MTV X was like a rock station mm-hmm. and they'd play like, they, they'd go weird. They'd go with like fucking, uh, like slaughter would come on one, like uh, and slaughter not being a heavy band, just some eighties hair metal weird with yeah. slaughter. And then, and after that, like a, a heart shaped box or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, this doesn't really work. And the interstitials they have were like, obviously like student films. Like they didn't really have like VJs. They just had like a weird 30 second, like people forming an X mm-hmm. on the screen with the, with their backs or whatever. So um anyway, because the first time I saw Clean Eastwood was on that station. And the the um I thought it was cool, but it was also kind of spooky. Yeah, it's in a graveyard the, and it's the, got ghosties. Yeah. Yeah, is that you know nowadays that stuff really thrills me, but back then it was kind of scaring me. Um, but still um, a good video. Yeah. Yeah, good video. And the song that people say it's about drugs immediately. But not so fast, right? I don't think so. Like, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think anytime anything's in a bag, people are like, well, drugs can be in bags. And you're <laughs> like, okay, sure. But then none of the, like, actual, like, rapping lyrics match up with that. Yeah, they, they almost feel like, a, like they're separate. The thing I, I think was interesting about this is a, it's the first time they really hint in being 
uh, a primate of some sort with a right at the beginning. <laughs> so like, and that's the only time they ever really talk about it. Like the only time they really address being a gorilla is with the Z. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. Which is, I just thought that was weird. But, but uh, yeah, this is so. So I Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I think we can agree is absolutely perfect for this track. Oh yeah, he was not originally the person that was going to rap on it. It was oh, someone else. He, Dan they, the man? Automator was just like, "Hey, you should come in and just try this." Like at like in like the eleventh hour, which is like, "Hey, come in and like just do a verse on this thing." Um, and it ended up working yeah. out. The alternate take with who was originally going to be on there is on uh, G sides. Uh, like mm-hmm. a B-sides outtake thing that I'll actually loop back to talking about a couple of times throughout this. Um, okay. It's on there and it's bad. It's not, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not perfect. Like this is okay. like, Oh yeah. This, this is a straight perfect song. It's one of those like, you know, you have a book full of perfect songs. This would be in there like number 23. Right. Or yeah, something like it's that. pretty like, high up there. Um, yeah. I also really like that the album version kind of is like longer and jammier at the end. Mm-hmm. The radio edit like yeah, comes out the, like the last two minutes of the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're like it can't be five and a half minutes. They're like, well, here, here's like we'll cut out the the parts that we have in there. Yeah, radio edit, man. This this ruins stuff. Well, I get. I'm trying to figure out a way radio edits are better, and I can't. You know what I mean? Like, like I understand in, in the format of radio, which is like what a song, 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 song. We have as many songs here as we can. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Like five and a half minutes. I can understand being hard, but to, I, I like feeling, I feel like floating in the song is fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, <gasps> floating yeah. like drugs. Uh, and, yeah. Like drugs, sunshine in a bag. Um, I heard people talk about me. The sunshine can mean like like cash, you know, but uh, I mean, you know, he's just happy and glad. He's got sunshine yeah, in a bag. Yeah, like, that, it's just another way to that, say he's happy. He, he ain't happy, but he's glad. I always heard it as I'm happy, and he just spread. He just stretched. I did too. Out. I too. I do too. I hear. I thought I'm happy. I'm like, but it, it here's that I ain't happy, which whatever. That sounds demon. like someone who doesn't Fuck know. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damon doesn't yeah. know. I know. Yeah. All right. Man uh, research. But, uh, parentheses clapper. Sci-fi okay. club hit. <laughs> Let me pull my notes on this one. So I, I, uh, this I, um, track is my least favorite. Uh, so no snare, just a thumpy beat. This has no snare drum in it whatsoever. I remember thinking that it's it feels very light and Xanaxy, uh-huh. kind of sleepy. Uh, and yeah, I don't like Man Research Clapper. In fact, like the only thing I was like, like I don't need a snare. I don't need a, a hard hit, but it does help when the rest of the songs were very heavy on rhythm. Yeah, you know, like the one and the the singing is it's like really like falsetto. Um. But yeah, most of the was, track is like that was Damon. What's that? You know, I was wondering if that was, I guess, 2D. It is. Like, yeah, it's Damon. Is it the same person. He does his kind of like, yeah. like high pitched thing. But then like he's saying yes a whole lot, like a lot of yes. Like that the back half of this track is just him going saying yeah. And then mm-hmm. kind of low in the mix. It sounds like he's groaning 
like dirty bone. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, it's it's not a good song, is it? It was. I just like take a call in the middle of this one too. <laughs> See, so, I like so you know, I actually like, like the music in this one. I just think the singing itself is. Oh, that that's it, what that's what makes you feel bad. It's about a little annoying. I like it so much. Just, okay, I get that. The the Yaz are doing a lot of uh, lyrical lifting. Like that's all he's doing. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. Because even near the end, he's just kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let's move on to uh, uh, to punk the the shortest track on the album, which is the shortest song, there. and it it's a, it feels like an old like Clash song. Yeah, like, it's just it basically sounds like you got me snotty British punk. <laughs> uh, yeah, naughty British, but not American punk. So, which I prefer honestly. But whatever. I do too. This is this um, is fine. I would listen to a whole album of Damon Albarn doing punk though. I would too. I absolutely want to present one, and if. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of it makes me wonder you know if we'd um if if it wasn't named punk would we still call it punk though? i think so okay yeah it definitely has old-timey punk feel like in the late 70s sort of even like proto-punk like even eric dolls or or even uh iggy pop sort of feel yeah. to it except for the you know. i really like but, what um, they punk do is- with the quote-unquote solos Cause it's all kind of like <laughs> yeah. digital blips and bloops or like really crazy, like sampled guitar mm-hmm. sampled for sure. Yeah. Which there's no way they're playing adds <laughs> just adds like a really interesting, uh, like flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I, I like punk quite a bit. Honestly. I do too. Which was there's one part that I like, I really like, but it's also gross and it's where he like, it sounds like he like dry heaves. When, mm-hmm. Like right before the song starts, because he's like, it's like dun 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 dun, and he's like, yeah, and then dun 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 dun. dun. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what the fuck was that? Uh, it sounds like again, low stakes and really mm-hmm. fun. You know, it's a fun record. And punk is probably one of the funnest songs on the record. Yeah, you're not gonna hear uh, him making like a gross throat noise on any of the newer <laughs> Gorillas albums. You. I want to talk a little bit about Soundcheck Gravity. I want to talk soundcheck a lot of bit about Soundcheck Gravity. So they get to it. This is like to me like when people are talking about trip hop sound in this record. This is this the song is so trip hop to me. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. I love and, uh, it's like three distinct sections. You get the like kind of mm-hmm. outdoor sampled lo-fi. It sounds like some guy playing on his porch, singing falsetto about gravity. And then it goes yeah. boom into the like trip hop sampling the vocals. Um, and then it goes into the third part, uh, which is, um, you know, don't pull me down singing, which is kind of like, just like this laid back thing. And it's all the parts are amazing. Well, what I said here is, um, um, I go, uh, I go, uh, Gorillas do, uh, let the music do the most of the talking and they sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. because because uh, the lyrics are really three lines to repeat over and over, which helps the song. Again, it's it's a cool fucking song. Yeah. And it's trip hoppy and, and I, I like this song. It's probably my it's it's not my my favorite, but it's up there. I end up, I yeah, like it more every time I listen to it. I think this is this is like oh, one yeah? of the bigger like growers on the album. It's it's kind of that yeah. melancholy singing again. Um, so there's that part 
which what I called the uh, I wrote down is like the no luck part, but it's like when the beat hits and like the DJ is scratching and there's that vocal sample. Mm-hmm. I don't I still don't know what it says. The lyrics say it's something about like, I got no luck at winning, which sounds <laughs> right for the last part, but I cannot parse out what the first part is. But also growing up, I always thought it said outcomes porno fuck is wiggy that's <laughs> 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 what it sounds like that's definitely not what it says i don't yeah. know it's gorillas uh, man uh, they could with... say outcomes porno fuck is wiggy and you're all better outcomes porno fuckers see uh, but I really like okay. so all, uh, uh, all three parts are like distinct until the end, and then they all kind of like throw them together, and they they work really well together. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. Uh, Good ass shit. Yeah. So double bass is it's it's kind of like the only instrumental on the record because there's very there are very little lyrics. There's like three lines, two lines. Really, yeah. It and it's four. It's it's a little long. Yeah. I'll I'll say that I. <laughs> I love this track. I think it's a little longer than it needs to be. Like maybe I bet you could cut it when he says all of which makes me anxious at times unbearably. So you could probably cut it and there cut or move that, you know, in the middle this, this track could be half the length. Uh, Cause I do like, I do like, I, I do like the instrumental sort of that, that track most of instrumental really kind of breaks it up in, in a way that's, that's pleasing. Yeah. You know? it, like I love this track. Don't get me wrong, but it has mm-hmm. interlude track energy. Like oh, it yeah. feels like it should be like so a little interlude it. track. Um, but man, it's so good. I love all the um, just the weird stuff. It's got like I call it like it got like a surf lick, and then it's got like sci-fi elevator music, <laughs> and it's got like space bloops. Do you like? To- do you like the glitch, the glitchiness of all this record? Like, there's lots of glitchiness. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Well, we were talking about glitchiness all throughout the fucking whole episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Isn't it weird that we, we both we both can't pick stuff that has like a lot of electronic elements this episode? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I I'm think sure about the, that the electronics guy on Postal Service is a big Dan the Animator fan. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like um, this track. It's got it's just got so much stuff. Like I feel like they're they're drawing from a bunch of different things um in just a really fun way. Like every time that little like cheesy elevator music organ comes in, I'm like, man, that's so fucking cool. Man, and the little and the surf it, guitar spy guitar riff. There's some killer ass like like just like wearing sunglasses riffs in here. Oh, I, you know know. What I mean, like <laughs> throughout this whole thing, uh, that's what like like especially in um, the last track. Well, we could talk a little about about that one. But um, do you? I know. I feel like doing. I feel like shaking my ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> all right. Talking about rock the house. I know. I said, uh, which one did I say? Man research. I think rock yeah, the yeah. house is my least favorite. <laughs> It's got the balls to rock the salsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a weird song because it, like it, it's about dancing. And it's still the whole fuck when we sing it. And nothing against Dell, but 
But I, I don't want to think about anyone shaking that ass crack. <laughs> yeah, shake your ass crack is such a weird line. I think he wrote Aqua this boogie. one like. <laughs> I think it's credited as like trivia on Clint Eastwood. It sounds like it's more for this song, but I think uh, when writing the lyrics, tell the funky homo sapien just like had a book that was like how to write a hit song. And he just followed it and wrote it in like 20 minutes. Well, I do like the term uh, aqua boogie. That's pretty funny to me. Yeah. Um, Like it's fun, but it's, it's one of those tracks that like, I think every time I listen to it, I like it less. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, man. Like, uh, and it, I get, I mean, it's danceable, but to me, it, it kind of feels out of place on the record. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, because it's it's to the point, and I I like Dell, but uh, um, I'd 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 really mm, did they make this a single? I think it was like maybe like the last single, or like it was the UK Gross. single. I can't remember. <laughs> But you know, it's 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 got all that stuff and it's not my favorite song in here. And it's not my least favorite. Um which which is still um what was the fuck? Man Research. Well, but, yeah, but yeah, with New Genius, um, which is my least mm. favorite on the record. But but um but yeah, I don't like man research. I don't dislike man research as much as you do. Oh yeah. Apparently like fucking gross that song. <laughs> Um, but Rock the House is probably yeah, it's probably my second least favorite because I I don't I I I didn't find any of it. I didn't find really much like about this song mm-hmm. except that Dell the Homo Dell the Funky Homo Sapiens fucking in it. I agree. That's yeah. only that I like about it. <laughs> uh, but then we can move on to another single, nineteen two thousand. This is I like this. I do too. Lot. This is where you get you get canonically Noodle is singing. Um, I like that really. I like that really uh, like neat electric rhythm at the very beginning. I was really into that part. Bow, bow, beep, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so I catchy. I, I I feel like I've heard that before. I don't know if they had. Well, this single, was a single. Yeah, I probably have heard it before. Yeah, so I definitely I've definitely heard that before. But that 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 yeah, bam, but then it bam, but I'm like this could be in like this could be uh, in Toe Germinal. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like. I've, yeah, it's just it's like happy but, um, and it's funky and like there's actually lyrics on this one. Uh, the lyrics are weird on, on this one when it comes to because it talks about basically it's Damon saying, "Hey, uh, hey, stop dancing music of girls in a happy mood." I'm like, then don't make me do the bump, do yeah, <laughs> like, like no, but it you know it's about uh, like uh, I'm getting stuff about like the unstoppable passage of time and aging and. Yeah. I think Just the, the the world in general. Yeah, the uh, this the singles on this album and maybe minus Rock the House, I think hold up really well despite me hearing them like a million times. Like I still, I still listen to them and I enjoy them quite a bit. Do you have this on vinyl? No, I need to get it, but because it's seventeen tracks and over an hour long, it's like double vinyl. And because you know they're a bigger it's band, it's like super forty bucks. You think they do like a reissue? Maybe. Well, that is like, the reissue. Like, like that's base price is like okay. forty bucks. Oh, fuck! <laughs> it's like shit, man. All right. Yeah, shit, man, indeed. Uh, but yeah, I like nineteen two thousand, and it's it's just cool. It's just a good, good ass <laughs> track. Yeah, good ass track. And then we go it's, right it's, it's into 
another good ass track, maybe even a better ass track. Uh, Latin Simone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a different singer, the Cuban singer, Ibrahim Ferrer, I think is what mm-hmm. I read. Um, it's, it's basically, it's like, it's like a basic, like it's a traditional Mexican sort of like track, but with like trip hop, like backing. Yeah. It's like you know? got hip hop, some Latin dance. There's like, mariachi in there because it's got like Mm -hmm, the trumpet solo uh i think the singing is really good and Mm -hmm, one of the things mm -hmm. i think is the coolest about this song and it's it's a little bit of trivia so i mentioned before g sides which is like outtakes b sides Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of it's kind of like demos for this album there's an original version of this that has damon singing in english the lyrics in Spanish on this are actually responses to what he's singing in English. Oh, so it's like the original one is like, he's like, I'm sad. Life sucks. I'm going to do this. And then this track is like, don't say that life's awesome. You know, like, let me help you out. Mm -hmm. Don't you like, don't kill yourself basically. Uh, do, do you, you like the, this one more than the, yeah. And the D side version, like they're both okay. good because yeah. I think the biggest thing that makes this song good is like the backing track is so is really really good and it's a, the exact same backing track. Uh, so it's like at mm. its core, this song just whips ass. But they're they're both worth uh, checking out. Okay, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, I this song was not my favorite, but it's not it not not my favorite. Uh. <laughs> uh, I had a hell of a time finding the upside down uh, question mark in character map when I was writing up the notes. Uh-huh. I could, you know, yeah, I was like, it's not in the character map, but I found it. All oh, three, three, four, whatever. But it, <laughs> yeah, Aladdin's someone's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about Starshine. Yeah, Starshine feels like uh, a lot of those like g sides demos like i feel like this is a demo that kind of made it on here like i still really like it um it's it's a cool it's got a cool guitar riff and it's all very low which i love it's got like casio yeah, beats natural girl natural girl shuffles so i put in 2d doing this sort of falsetto again. uh-huh is that and or like half falsetto because it's interesting way he's singing yeah it sounds like he's like not really like singing singing like it's, it's almost like a whisper like he's really mm-hmm. quietly singing like that uh but the guitar sounds like it's fucking like coming through like a tin can like it sounds like the shittiest amp you've ever heard <laughs> but it has such a cool i sound. love the look i do like the lo-fi elements of this i do too and i've i feel like I feel like lo-fi hip hop is this is pre lo-fi hip hop which is something that apparently the people listen to while they're cooking or studying mm-hmm. um no, no, I I just listened to whatever podcast I was to that day or music. We use the lo-fi hip hop beats to study to to uh, test audio equipment at work. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no bad words. It's yeah. pretty. Uh, every everyone well, likes unoffensive. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it is. It is cool stuff to listen. I mean, it's it's. I've used it before, but uh, but it's because my brother told me to check it out, and I was like, it, it's ambient music, basically. <laughs> It's yeah. just for being on in the background. Um, I really like the like noisy, echoey effects that are between the verses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
We get a little noisy, noisy echoes effects in Slow Country too, but yeah. we'll talk about that. And so back to the singing, I wrote that it says it sounds like he's like thirsty, is what it sounds like. <laughs> so you got a little, a, little, a little rasp going on, or just like, uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I like Starshine. This is probably my second or third favorite track. It's a good here. track. I always forget how much I like mm-hmm. Starshine. Because there's so much mm-hmm. more to it. Like the only part I ever remember when I'm not listening to the album is the part where he's like, you know, singing Starshine. But there's so much more in the track <laughs> than just the yeah, Starshine yeah. part. All right. Uh, Home stretch. We're on the last four yeah. tracks of this huge album. Uh yeah. so slow country. Slow country. Uh which I think this is it's not like the same, but it's in a similar kind of style to uh, Latin Simone. Also, like maybe another one is maybe my favorite. Like I really like Latin Simone, Slow Country, and Dracula. Like those are like in my top three or they're in like my top five. Slow Slow Country has like a weird when it comes like it has a real cavernous sort of ominous sound, mm-hmm. almost kind of spooky. It's got like um, it's, it's using a like a song. whooshing sound as the background. Is yeah, which yeah. I really like. But uh, yeah, so it's a slow country, man. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a neat song. Yeah, that's what I put. I I really like it. It's um, it's kind of like a country song, but also like reggae, but also like got a, some like doo wop elements in there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's you know, it starts off like a first one is like can't find their place in the city. They're going to, you know, move out to the country to kind of escape it all. And then they get out to the country and they're like, oh, I can't, I don't really get, I'm not finding it here either. And just, yeah, it's because are you they're lonely. That's going to happen to you when, are, are you going to do that when you move out to the country? Are you going to be like that? Are you going to be like Damon? I'm not trying to escape loneliness. I'm trying to get away from people. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I really, really like this track. And it's really catchy, the little like piano line. Yeah, like I, I, when you say it's not like um, when it's not like the board at all, it's really not like for her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. So that's that's cool, actually. I mean, to me, uh, we can move on to M one A one. Yeah, uh, which the opening is an extended sample from George Romero's Day of the Dead. Uh, also, okay, an amazing soundtrack. And then the uh, like guitar chords on the uh, they just kind of keep building up until you know the song kind of kicks off. Yeah, it's 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 a rock song. I think it's like okay, I think like, it's kind of yeah. like punk. It's the punk esque song. Yeah, yeah. I actually think this track's better than yeah. Punk. It is a punk esque. I agree with you on that. I think I agree with you on that. Uh, but I, I mean, I the the sample is. It's interesting that that's in there. Like, like, like it. It feels like it could be like a closing track. Yeah, to me. You know, and I, I, it's stuff like that that we're not getting on later Gorillas records. Like, they're <laughs> they're taking part in something that like it's not going to play to a big audience. Like, you're playing a right. a sample from a really cool part of a zombie movie that. People have seen, but not a lot of people have seen. Not a lot of people have seen Day of the Dead. Have you seen Day of the Dead? I fucking love Day of the Dead. Have you? Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's been. Is that the one? Is that the? Mm, is that the one with uh, John Leguizamo in it? No. Well, maybe, but that's the remake. 
Oh fuck yeah! I know they. Okay. I know they remade it. Right. Um, but no, this is after Dawn of the Dead. It takes place in like a military, like an underground military base. Mm, okay, it's really fucking good. A okay. Really good soundtrack. What, what what's your thoughts on uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead? You hate oh, it. Oh, it sucks. Where do you okay. think my think- hate of Zack Snyder started? I thought with 300, but I guess it's not. Yeah, that it's fine. Yeah, 300 is just fine. Yeah, right? it's, it's okay. It's super overrated. Um, but yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, and then I think Watchmen just clenched it. Like, oh yeah, this guy's bad at adapting things. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, people. Oh, moving no, on. Dracula. This is not. Shit on creepy, creepy reggae with maybe like some jazz thrown in there. See, this is where I got confused with the um with the track listing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you look at the standard version, not the UK and US, which have come like the last four tracks are different. It ends at it ends at M one A one. Yeah, which is strange. Uh, which but the American version had Dracula and Left Hand Suzuki method. Uh, so those, at least mm-hmm. to me, are integral parts of the album they, experience. They fit in. They fit in. They definitely fit in for me. Like, so, and I'm, I'm glad that Left Hand Suzuki experience. And yeah, Left Hand Suzuki method track, is a better closing track than M1A1. Oh, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Dracula is okay. I don't hate. Oh, I love Dracula, but <laughs> this one, this track, out of all of them, was the one that always made me feel the weirdest as a kid. Oh yeah. I don't know why. Like oh, yeah. it was like creepy and weird it's pretty it's also kind of low-key i felt like like sort of like you know just kind of there um yeah i also I didn't, I didn't, when i i didn't have the lyrics i didn't put a lyrics uh sheet in uh in the cd i had so <laughs> when i listened to okay. it <laughs> i thought he didn't i didn't hear it as some of us toe the line i heard it as santa as in santa claus just told a lie um, which i was like you can't say shit about santa claus so i thought i thought he was talking shit on santa uh which made me feel weird um and then like the whole thing about and some of us will never sleep again and i was like what oh this is making me think about things i didn't think i needed to think about yeah 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 <laughs> all right dude um Let's move on to left hand Suzuki method. Uh, uh, opens with a bong hit. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I thought it was. I'm like, that's a bong hit, right? Uh, the edited it, version, got... by the way, does not have the bong hit. They <laughs> made sure to edit Man. that out and make the song slightly shorter. That's that's. Mm, I like the I like the bong hit, and I think it helps. And also, it's got some weird dirty bass in this. Yeah, um, which which. Uh, I thought that was badass. That was my favorite part of the whole song. <laughs> the dirty bass it's part. just such a badass instrumental track. Got some uh, Japanese yeah, narration, yeah. Uh, presumably from Noodle. Um, mm. And then, yeah, and then like violins and like a ragtime piano show up. Yeah, it's a weird, I mean, it's a cool, it's a weird track, but it's a closing track. It's pretty cool. Um, it rules. It's so, it's, I mean, this is probably like where my interest in instrumental music started. It was with left hand Suzuki method. That's a really I mean, that that that's kind of a strange. I mean, it's a, just it's a cool jumping off point, but it's strange. It's like so when you get like post rock and like instrumental, you're like, yeah, that left hand Suzuki method, but by, by the grills, they're like, yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you hear things you like. It's like, oh, I liked the melodica on Clint Eastwood. There's a lot of melodica <laughs> in dub music. Maybe I should check out dub music. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, well, I, I like this song. I do, too. Well, Tansy Suzuki Method is pretty cool. But that's uh, that's Gorillaz. Yeah, that's the, the final Gorillaz. track. And good thing we don't have yeah, that, any oh, more man. albums to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Or next next time we went up. It's been a while. It's been like a month. I know. Since we, see you guys next month. Episode. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the Gorillaz. So in Gorillaz canon, this is your favorite Gorillaz record? Yeah. Yeah. Demon like okay. Demon Days is good. Plastic Beach it's fine. It's good. It's good. Honestly, I think the Demon Days has a better single. Feel good ink? Feel yeah. I strongly disagree. The rap the Ooh, rap part yeah. of Feel Good Ink is so bad that I skip it every time. Ooh, I disagree. I love that song. I I think but I think the Everything up until the rapping part is really good on Feel Good Ink, but I the 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 rap is so bad. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I, I'll accept that from you. I'll accept it. Yeah, there's, uh, there's also just a lot so on Demon you... Days that feels like they're trying to make uh like self titled 2.0. Like they're trying to recapture. Like Feel Good Ink feels like. Clint Eastwood too. Uh, maybe me. I just love how good True Goy the Dove is. It's laughing in that song. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean it's oh. a good laugh. Me, yeah, that's it. It's just. It's a uh, all right. He's got a chocolate attack too. But um, <laughs> some yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the post service. Let's do it. Uh, for you those who know the postal service are, post service are uh, they're a I guess someone would call them a super group. It's uh, basically Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie fame and uh, DJ Demi, Jimmy Tamborello, who's like part of uh, his name is Dentel mm-hmm. and he does stuff under his own name too. too. And uh, people in uh, Jenny Lewis, they say she's probably, she's like touring and the Jen Wins has done some of the singing on the record itself. Jenny Lewis uh, on the movie The Wizard. Yeah, and and of uh, Riley Cowley fame. Yeah, The Wizard's more famous. <laughs> It's got Fred okay. Savage in it. Do you like that movie? I've, I've never I've seen, seen it, it a million times. What? The Power you Glove the Wizard? is so bad. Bad. Oh, you just know the, you know the memes, dude. What the fuck, dude? You gotta see that movie. You gotta. See I don't it. need it's to see it. Movie. I live it every day. <laughs> Man, they got some kid who can't really speak, and he and they you learn about the flute in Super Mario Brothers three. From that fucking movie. Yeah, it was just like, like, a Mario Brothers advertisement. It, it, basically, in the in Power Glove, they like. I mean, I remember in the movie they, they handed to the guy, and they the one guy gets di- down on one knee and opens it up, and then he picks it up. And the Power Glove, if I remember correctly, is a shitty uh, accessory. Like it was awful. It was just you know Nintendo puts out weird stuff like a Power Glove or the Virtual Boy. So, but um. Anyway, postal service. Um, so uh, it's it came, it came out in two thousand three. To give up because really the posters have one record, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, they've done 
like when they've gotten back together, it's always just been the tour and make tons of money. Cause this record is the highest selling record by sub pop besides bleach. Nirvana's bleach. Wow. Really? It's the highest. This is certified platinum. Uh, and, and right. I say it's better than death cab is because this can have the same area as death Cab's best record. Transatlanticism. Mm-hmm. Right. But everything else has been dog shit. <laughs> like, like death cab, Sorry guys, I don't like plans or narrow stairs or codes and keys and asphalt. Men. I don't like any of that shit. All of it to me is terrible. Yeah, not terrible. It's not good. I the have listened service, to Transatlanticism yeah. once. Was like that was pretty good. Like I was like I don't get the hate that Death Cab uh, gets. Never listened to anything else. Had never heard a single Postal Service song until I listened to this. So Postal Service when it came out in two thousand three, this was blaring out of. Every 17 year girl's bedroom and in my car. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so uh, this was, uh, and uh, I, I know this for a fact, a lot of people who love the post service have never heard a Death Cab song. Not once. Mm. Um, or And if they have, they haven't really liked it. Um, I'm, I'm really surprised you've heard at least one song. I actually, it turns out I had. Uh, can you okay. guess which track it was? It, yeah, so it's Great Heights. Nope, right? it's Brand New Colony. Yeah, I don't know why, and I okay. don't remember remember where huh. I heard it. Like, is, I wonder if it's like the closing track of a movie or something. Yeah, well, I can tell you that a lot of these songs show up commercials. That too. And, um, it, yeah. So, but um, give up. It's uh, it sort of came out kind of like it wasn't like it was super hyped, but I remember hearing. I forget how I heard it, but I do know I bought it, and all my friends wanted to borrow it after I got it. Uh, it's. It's a strange record for Dintel, I think, because Dintel, it, it, it's the first time like he has like so I guess he's making songs in this sort of pop songs that come out like you know first chorus first sort of thing, um, but give up, man. Uh, this came out in two thousand three, and two thousand three was a time when when uh, the indie indie music and quotes. Mm-hmm. And like mainstream music, we're sort of coming together. Like even when it comes to, like indie like movies, like Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> that sort of thing. That's all early two thousands. Yeah, there was there was definitely a vibe in the early two thousands that it's like this fits into with like Juno, with like uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a, a a vibe. Yeah, and and give up and and transatlanticism are that vibe. Uh, pissing in the Northwest was no longer known for grunge. It was known for tweet indie pop. Mm-hmm. Like give up is, um, and uh, there's not much to say because it's just one record. Um, but it has a legacy that that I think it it's pretty to me. It's pretty um, it's pretty fucking. I, I don't want to say important, but it, it's it's ubiquitous to that time. It fits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it encapsulates a time because no way they're going to make another record. Like that would be fucking stupid. 20, you know, 20 years later, can you think of any band that's come back 20 years later with a record that, that people aren't disappointed by? There was one recently. Well, let, let me think on it and I'll get back to you. Okay. Well, I guess you could see the loveless, right? Although the, the MBV wasn't mm-hmm. too bad, right? Like people like, but to me, I don't think you can make a postal service record today. I don't think you could. And I don't think I'd care about it. Right. But, I mean, they are back together, though. And, At least for a tour. Yeah, they're touring. Yeah, they're, they're doing the 20, 20 year anniversary of, of of this record and of Transatlantic. And they're touring together. 
Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of neat. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like it. I I I, I like transatlanticism quite a mm-hmm. bit, but I'm going to give up. Um, but I'm ready to play the the um sample. Yeah, let's hear it. Because and then and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. This is uh, the postal service give up. That's the postal service give up. All right. So uh, American football, Earth, Deltron uh-huh. 3030, and Duster are the ones I thought. Oh, and Sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Those are bands that got back together what after we, we, more than 10 years. Oh, okay. Who gotcha. Made okay, uh, okay. good <laughs> albums. I told you I'd get back to you. Yeah, you were, as you can see, looking at your phone, the fever shit, I'm like, text Oh, yeah. Swans. Um, Swans but, um, are another one. Swans. Okay, sorry, man. I'll, I'll know where to bring no, it this, up. No, this was really interesting. This is how I do uh, when we're um, when we're doing uh, whatever uh, themes. That's you oh. know that thing we do okay. for this show. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, what are your uh, overall thoughts of this record before we get into track by track? I I think I I ended up liking it more as it went along because uh, I mm-hmm. think the 
electronic music influences kind of ended up taking over a bit of the like what did you call it like twee indie pop stuff yeah uh, which i found yeah. i found a little bit more enjoyable um but i i actually dug this i'm sure i would have absolutely yeah. um, hated this in around the time it came out um yeah but it because it kind of felt like uh I think what I expected was kind of just like, here we go. I wrote it down. Okay. It's, I expected going into it that it was just going to be kind of like soft boy indie pop, which it, <laughs> it well, is, but it takes it, it into like different territories. So it's at least doing something interesting with that. So Ben Gibbard, he has lines throughout this whole thing that are are very him and nerdy as shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in this first song, uh, we'll talk. We'll get straight into it. District Sleeps Alone Tonight. I like this song quite a bit, um, but it has lines like, uh, like for example, very I'm going to say very Ben Gibbard thing in this regular song is I'm saying that ask for a wondering what's buried underneath that part, like, like that's. That's something Ben Gibber would say, right? <laughs> like it's very, it's very death cabby. Um, you know, you, for example, you hear so if you listen to Transatlanticism, there's a song where he talks about when your satellites collide in space and shit like that. It's it's not bad. It's just so twee. I guess that's what it's cutesy. Lots of cutesy stuff. In right. This. Yeah. Um, I. But this. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I I I I I uh, I. I I think I liked this a lot because my girlfriend liked it a lot mm. initially, uh, but it, this thing, it was a lot. It was it was a it was a big deal in my friend group growing up that this record was universally liked by all of us. Oh, interesting, um, yeah. And yeah, and I, you know, it's weird that it was it was a time also when I I had every everyone in my friend group who I was really close with. Like, there's no like there are not a whole lot of people. Going like in the outskirts of we're all core group, and so this the, this was great, and it, people like this one curse up a lot. Yeah, which is, I don't think I did hand. but um, yeah, I like District Sleeps Alone tonight, and it's it's sort of like as electronic as I got at that time when it comes to listening to electronic music. Yeah, I was I so. was pretty surprised by the electronic aspect of this because I didn't know they were a super group. I I looked it up while I was listening to the album. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess I was just expecting more, or I guess I wasn't even expecting it. Um, when it started and I heard like synthy organ sounds, I was like, oh, it's going to be like an electronic twee indie pop thing. Um, but it had a lot of like IDM influence on it. Like the drums were really like yeah, jittery like- and glitchy. And glitchy stuff, yeah. Which yeah, is which cool. was way more, yeah, yeah, I like way more than I was expecting to come from it. Uh, which is why I ended up looking it up. Like, who's doing the music on this? Um, yeah, yeah. Which I, I think that that ended up being my favorite part. And I really like in this track, like when the drums pick up. Yeah, I, I do need to mention that they call the posters for those main reason is that uh, they would send demos back and forth to each other, and that's how they made this record. Oh, that's cool. This is before, like, well, you know, like before, like. Dropbox, so they would mail it back and forth, and then the postal service wanted them to change their name because you know the postal service exists, uh-huh. and they I don't know they can just sort of some sort of agreement that the postal service now exists, 
and they call it that because they mailed the uh you know the track back forward to you know didn't tell one mail track to to Ben and he add on to it and send it back that sort of thing that's cool which is crazy I mean to me that's it you know, yeah um but we can move on to such great heights which has been covered by I don't know, 13 people. Okay. Um, I might need to, I might need to look into those covers. Cause I was listening to this track being like, this sounds like something. This sounds like something I've heard, but yeah. it wasn't this. Uh, I know it wasn't this, but it sounds like something I've heard and it was driving me crazy and I never figured it out. So this was in the uh, soundtrack for garden state. And I think it was in the trailer for mm-hmm. that movie. Also garden state, a time, a time and place. Yeah, another, to, like that to, was, that was the vibe of the early two thousands. Yeah, it was Garden State, Little Miss Sunshine, and uh, June. Everyone was obsessed uh, with twirly uh, mustaches because they were so funny and ironic. I know, and uh, I know, and I I hated it. I hated it. uh, I don't. I was like, I was like, are we in this? this Are we in a PTA movie right now? What's going on? (laughs) Um, But but so uh, this line, this song has probably one of the weirdest romantic lines. Oh, which one? Which is a. I'm thinking it's a sign. The first, the first four lines. Uh, I'm thinking it's a sign. The freckles in our eyes are mirror images, and when we kiss, they're perfectly aligned. That's it's weird, but it's cool. I think it's a sweet line. Yeah, I think that's cool imagery and like surprisingly surreal for what's usually expected yeah, yeah. of lyrics. I'm gonna keep referencing back to just like the time, like. That <laughs> when this album was super popular, because it's like I've always been aware of this album. Um, yeah. So it's like I it's stuck to a basically it's like high school for me. Like that's when everybody yeah, yeah. listened to this yeah. or everybody knew it. Um, yeah, I was I was seventeen. I was a senior. Yeah. So so I was probably in yeah. a man. I was probably only in like middle school, but it was still very popular. Like every everyone I knew had this album and still listened to it. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I like it had that. This has like ping ponging electronics, which I think sounds really cool. Uh-huh. Um, it has a pop punk like guitar solo, though, which I thought was. Yeah, it's weird. I, right? I thought it was really weird. It's really cool to like mix it in there. But I was listening to it like this belongs in a pop punk song. Yeah, I um, I, 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 I one time I posted the first four lines of this to in my Facebook or MySpace. And I remember it was someone was saying, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they didn't know what the... What like, does that mean? Because I, I don't think about... Yeah, freckles. I mean, I have freckles in my eyes. Which everyone yeah. does. Just, you don't really think about it that way. Um, but this song is on my wedding playlist. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My wedding. Uh, it was one of the songs that I picked to put on there. I remember my buddy uh, came in. And he's like, nice choice. <laughs> this song. Because it's a it's a love song, mm-hmm. right? It's that's what it is. It's it's a love song, and it, you were thinking about sad boy indie pop. You're thinking sort of emo-y, and this doesn't have any. This is like a love song. Oh no, I didn't say and sad. Boy. Not, I said uh, soft boy. Uh, well, soft boy. Okay. Did you say soft boy emo at all? I don't think so. Okay, because because soft boy emo is is a emo in itself has or pop punk. All those things have problems with it with mm-hmm. it <laughs> from the early two thousands, like calling women whores and stuff. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah, which um, there's a gosh. track on here. A little later, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing better. That like, yeah, it almost toes that line, but then you get the we'll get to it. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get but to it. But it did yeah. it did the um, thing but, that those songs should have been doing. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, so that's why I think people, a lot of people that listen to pop punk growing up, uh, moved towards mm-hmm. indie. Uh, yours, yours truly included. Um, so I don't know why you co- co- covered the song. I think the Shins did, and I think there's like a few like metal covers of it. It's that's weird, very weird. Because a lot of people, this song was, this song was very, very popular. Um, and, and for good reason because it's a good song. Uh, it's got, you know, like that that it's got the um. It, this one, when it comes to electronic music in general, they always like to switch like uh, ears, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Like uh, when it comes to that's always really interesting. And a lot of times I'm, I'm better. It's better now. But when I had really bad uh, tinnitus, which I still have, but it's it's just there. I can actually like I actually appreciate the the um, different stuff. now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I got a pair of like really nice really nice for me my the nicest headphones i've ever had um yeah and i've been uh, the last few episodes i've used those and it's just like oh shit i can hear so much it sounds so cool so you're not using that when you're recording no okay fair enough <laughs> yeah you're you're stuck with the one ear now okay there it's I, it's too cumbersome i need i need one ear open so i can hear myself oh, so i yeah. don't talk too loud okay Oh, so the thing is with this setup, I can actually this this is uh, high end, so I actually hear myself talking into the mic. Oh, that's cool! Like I can hear it. Like it comes to the headphones. I hear myself, which is, uh, I now it makes it a whole lot easier to edit because I used to hear hear myself mm-hmm. talk. And now since I use these for a couple of years, I'm like, yeah, I can deal with right. It. You know what I mean? All right, uh, sleeping in. Uh, kind of a twee, sweet, little, cute little track yeah. about about sleeping and it opens up with <laughs> about it sounds like ambient sound from like a cafe yeah 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 it, it's it's got it's a really lullaby effect it sounds like it sounds like a xylophone yeah right? it's it's chill um, it's kind of sleepy uh there's a lot of like yeah, reverb no, on the it, vocals he mentions jfk being shot and global warming yeah <laughs> you know real comfy stuff yeah yeah uh this one uh, to me was a little repetitive um near the end mm-hmm. but at least it was like pleasant i'm with you on that yeah when i talk about twee and stuff the, the, where he talks about uh for treating others is the lp tree for being stop signs and curing diseases for mailing letters with the address of the cinder now we can swim any day in november that's what i talk about when super cutesy you know right. it's, it's also a very Ben Gibbard thing to say. So I, I think a lot of people gravitate to how kind of wholesome this whole thing is. Yeah. There's nothing really gross. I mean, there's a few, a few tracks here and there that, that where they, where they, um, broached our, I guess, darker subjects, or at least just one. But other than that, like, this is, this is very wholesome record. Mm-hmm. But cool. You know, my parents wouldn't hate me for listening to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't get in trouble for having this album. Yeah, they would think they would think, oh, that's a that's a weird thing that Chris is listening to. Yeah, uh, or Matt is listening to that. It sounds like a video game music, or whatever. <laughs> but, um, no, post service give up. Uh, this song right here, it's a minor track, but it's a cute track. It's Which easy. One, sleeping in, you know, it's got everything you like about. Yeah, sleeping in. Hmm. Um, now we're talking about nothing better. The song that you said yeah. that most indie, most pop punk tracks should have had, right? Exactly. Like, it does um, a really so, cool thing with the lyrics yeah. where it's like you get the dude's perspective, 
and he's you know kind of towing that that line uh, that you were talking about before which is like she's a whore stuff like that and then she just like responds <laughs> she gets the response was like yeah. um it- no actually you're the yeah. fucked up one yeah th- this is something about breaking up um but it's i i do like the the uh music in this quite a bit actually mm-hmm. Um, as it's got it's got this boom like through throughout the thing. It's it's very Nintendo core. Yeah, it's <laughs> I guess it's very. Way, it sounds like a chip tune thing. Yeah, um, and I really like when it goes to her side of it. They like bury a mm-hmm. full orchestra in the mix. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, right? it's like, like yeah. not super prominent, and I think if it was louder, it would make it sound kind of cheesy. Uh, but like yeah, yeah it's just kind of like nestled in there in the electronics, and you're just like, oh. That got really lush for part a second. Reason, part of the reason this record escapes its cheesiness, the corniness, is because it's so sincere. Mm-hmm. It feels like you know, like you know, like for example, when Jinwood comes in there and talks about I've made charts and grasses shine finally make it clear. I prepared a lecture on why I have to leave. Very Ben Gibbard thing. I could be saying that, but but that's definitely like he wrote this song with her with a with a, with a back and forth in right, mind, exactly. Right? Uh, I like that last chorus where, um, where she he, he's singing like the main line, and she comes in there and stops him, basically, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he's just yeah, like, I'll change, I'll is, do all this stuff, and she's just like, no, you won't. You're just this. Yeah, this is probably my favorite song on the record. Honestly, it's a good I one. one. I think yeah. I think this thing has a stronger back half though. Oh, you do. I'm that. That's really strange because I th- I hear a lot of people say it loses like it loses its luster in the back half. Like it's it starts to it starts to wing down. But I think uh, it starts I, I to get. You. I think it starts to get weirder in the back half. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see you liking that more. I now anything about it. What's about recycled air? Which is a song to me. It sounds like uh, fear flying, right? If we're talking, I lyric, think so. lyric wise. Or at least, um, but it's never, it's never. It, I mean, it has a lot of like plain imagery. Um, yeah. It, but like, I can tell you that I don't, I don't get a fear feeling from the music in this. I've never felt, I've never, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about flying. I don't like to sit near the window mm-hmm. um, at all. Like, well, I, I can do it for doing like short flights, but if we're going to the ocean, no fucking way am I looking at the massive. <laughs> Of a uh, ocean as far as I can yeah, see. Yeah, just nothing. That's terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so but, I uh, like I like <laughs> the music in this one because you know talking about like the different electronic influences. This sounds like mm-hmm. new age soundscapes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and it's not it's not a bad song. I like that was only to me. There's only really one bad song on this record. Oh really? Um, I'm curious. But it, to me, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think and. And uh, it's it's a minor song. I feel like in this record, it's cool though. It's 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 chill. Yeah, you know? it's uh, this is kind of a uh, in a this, vocalization heavy episode because this one this track has you know the ba 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 you know ba, ba, ba. it has I, the buzz. I mentioned the Chris Walla of you. Uh, I mentioned the Chris Walla also did production on this production on this song. Chris Walla being uh, probably the Second most diving force in Death Cab before he left Death Cab. Oh, so they had to do with um, transatlanticism and plans. Yeah, 
and then he left and they got even worse <laughs> at that point. But, um, so maybe he was he was I, an important I, I, part I, of it. Yeah, but yeah, and now it's up to Ben to do the, all the heavy lifting mm-hmm. um, after he left, which which apparently Asphalt Meadows, uh, Asphalt Meadows, the new record is apparently they got their group back after you know losing it for a minute, like a minute, it's like <laughs> twenty years, twenty <laughs> twenty year long minutes. But we're still going Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Clark Gable because I don't really have much to say about the uh, Soldier Cycle Air. Yeah, I mean, either like it's, I, it's probably the least memorable, it might be my least favorite, and that's just me like yeah. not really remembering it. Okay, Clark Gable. Um, I like this song, it's it's a it's a it's a dorky song for sure because mm-hmm. uh, who talks about Clark Gable nowadays. Um, it's got a funky beat uh, again, under some, and like, it has horns in the chords. chords. Yeah, yeah, um, and and so it's a, basically about uh, a song about for some reason Ben Gibbons in London for some fucking reason, and um, he uh, he's going somewhere, but he he he's trying to f- he's trying to capture love that that he sees in media, and so he uh, it's a, basically just a song about making a movie with his ex-girlfriend, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the, like mm-hmm. making the movie part, I think is interesting. Cause it's like, it, the, the whole like story of the song is that he's asking his like ex-girlfriend to more or less like act and pretend to be his girlfriend in this movie. And he's just kind of hoping like, Oh, well maybe there's still something there. Maybe it'll sure. remind her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably my favorite line is this a kitchen the car Scable would have admired. I thought a classic, which it's yeah, it's clever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um I, I uh, liked they had some like it, 80s ass electronic uh like toms in it. Yeah. And they do uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. they do uh like a clap sound. Uh yeah, for the snap, for this uh, called Mar- the marker snapped and I quiet on the set. Yeah, yeah. that was they pretty good. And then you get live drums for a few seconds for whatever reason. Uh, there's some songs in this record. We'll talk about one in particular, which really benefit from live drums. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. this yeah yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm thinking about. It, by the way, I think I think uh, recycler probably is my least favorite song on the record. I don't dislike it, but. You said there was I'm one bad song it. on here. That's kind of, yeah, it's coming up to me. But I, I think I think you and I would disagree heavily on it. By the way. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Carl Gable's key song. It's it's perceptions of love. It's about the top, the name Carl Gable. It's a, it's it's uh, dorky and twee and exactly the the time of this record. It, about the time this this is very of the time. Yeah, for sure. I I don't I don't think you hear this song made today at all at all. I don't, especially most of generation Z's never near a card cable. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And maybe I'm speaking out to me because I'm really out, I'm out of touch. And maybe they know all about card cable and Cary Grant and Rock Hudson and all that shit. Maybe I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know. I don't ask people. I don't think about uh, Clark Gable very often. 
I, I never think about card cable except for this song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what song? We'll be, we'll become silhouettes. What's your thoughts on this song? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think this is where it like kind of gets a little dark, but like millennial twee dark, like as as dark as yeah, popular it, music was willing to get them. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to talk about the lyrics, it's about like sort of a post-apocalyptic landscape. He's talking about having food and stuff, and but it also the 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 way he's singing it is so cutesy, mm-hmm. you know. Talking about it won't be a pretty sight when we fucking explode, right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, where the silhouettes come from because you get like the burn marks <laughs> on the wall around you. Uh, yeah, which is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but I like the I like the short little loop that kind of keeps like building in layers. Uh, you know, weird. Mm-hmm. I, I think the post apocalyptic lyrics are kind of weird and they stick out in a weird way on this album. But I didn't hate it. Um, but, but but I think that's what I like about this song mostly is, you know, I think it's a pretty good track. Yeah, it's a pretty good track. It's a good one. Uh, it this one actually. Uh, it was the first, it was only charting single. Oh, really? Uh, it, it peaked at 82 on him, Billboard Hot 100. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Such Great Heights to me is probably the more popular song, which is strange. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cutesy and all that stuff. One thing uh, I do appreciate about this group yeah, is that so they it also, when it talks, is that they let their songs like play out and they jam them a little bit. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't. I we could probably attribute that mostly to to Jimmy Tamborello oh, doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a talented fellow. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> this place is a prison. Yeah, they get kind of they slow it down a little bit. It gets darker. This track is like a trip hop. This is track. This is my favorite song on the record, I think. I think this is oh, no, for, this is not, one of my not, faves, yeah. Well, uh it's it's the darkest track on the record for sure. Um talking about uh this guy basically just drinks all the fucking time and then he's talking shit about people who, who can't drink or do who are drinking rather, uh do drugs, and then he talks about how he can't leave this place, which to me is just a state of mind. Exactly. Right? Like Yeah. Um this song also at the end when it when it, it the real drums come in like when actual physical drums come in oh so that's when the song cool. benefits the most oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. so it's, uh, cool it's it's almost as good as that Phil Collins uh, <laughs> almost as good as Phil Collins um you know oh yeah the, in the air tonight and, no yeah yeah it's 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 so it's so it's somewhere to that because it it's just it's fucking killer yeah <laughs> it's a cool track yeah um. It's a, uh, it's uh, when you say trip hop, I get that. It's got that weird sort of drums that sound like me water, like over speakers, you know? Yeah, it really Which is does. pretty cool. It's so drowning alcohol sort of type thing, you know? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think uh, about that. And, yeah, so, and it, it, it gives imagery of, you know, maybe being in like a, a gray part of the town when they talk about pick cascades and shoot it down and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good song, and it's it makes it makes a lot of time. It makes it's probably my favorite. It to me, of lists the back half of the record, which you seem to really like a lot. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it, the back half's just a uh, uh, different, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Do then yeah, then the one track I had heard 
Because I, I remember getting okay. like this far and I'm like, damn, I'm really surprised I'd never heard any of these songs for this album being everywhere. And then that the little synth line, the beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. And I was like, oh, yep. OK, I've heard this track. OK. Uh, do you know where you've heard it? Or just No, I can't. It? I can't quite place it. And I don't know if I've just kind of heard it around randomly or like maybe Amara really likes yeah, this think- song. Uh, maybe it's been like like the OC or something like that. <laughs> like I, I've heard this. I don't watch the, the OC, that, that first, so I don't know. Why. I know, but uh, okay, it's cultural osmosis, maybe. Yeah, right? maybe like, I'm. Like, I'm gonna look up all the stuff that it was in and see if I recognize it from anywhere. Do you like this song? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it's got that that line or that you know that bass the synth line that's in it um, that mm-hmm. I recognize, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, this sounds very cute very twee all that stuff and then it has breakbeat drums (laughs) and i'm just like what is happening like this is i thought it was really cool like it managed to do enough interesting stuff that it stayed out of that um it's it stayed out of being like way too cutesy and just like cloyingly Mm -hmm. sweet yeah it, yeah, it did, it did do that because that's it, you know there's it's got those lyrics about kissing and and it's like again brand new colony which is a cool idea mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but it's it's is again very Ben Gibberty like we hear these lyrics and it sounds like a Ben Ben Gibbard thing to do exactly um, yeah but uh, it's a cute song and I like it I do too I it's think just, it's actually one of the better tracks. Is your favorite track Natural Anthem? Uh, let me see. It might be. I didn't. I didn't write down um anything as like being my favorite track because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like Brand New Colony, um, this place is a prison. Like those ones, I wrote like, oh, I'm digging this. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but what's what was the last track of Natural Anthem? Let's do that, because this this one is really where time where Jimmy is basically to me it's like it's like the, the, there's no, there's nothing in it except for the the final minute it was so weird yeah you know and that's there's break beats there's all kinds of uh, just all kinds of shit in this uh, that's cool yeah <laughs> like it opens with some like the intro to this sounds like uh like the beginning of a DJ Shadow song like something off of introducing. <laughs> Yeah. And then the drums get really break beady, which I love. Like it sounds like a Venetian snares track. Yeah, it gets, it gets super noisy, even like yeah, in, in the way like of super a, energetic, a, a, the way electronics do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to me, it's it's probably a perfect closing track for this record. Mm-hmm. I get that, um, and it it's it's a good song. <laughs> it's it's. It's longer. It's five minutes long, uh, and it, there there's not a, like, not a whole lot of lyrics in it. Like it's the sh- when it comes to lyrics, the the shortest. Yeah, in, in this one. Yeah, I think if somebody would like liked this album and just mm-hmm. like wanted to try to explore electronic music, I think they could find like oh, I like this specific part of a track, and they could like follow those influences. And do stuff like that. It's just a really good like synthesis of 
electronic music uh, that the uh, the DJ guy did that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Do you have much else to say about this record? Or are we? Uh, I don't think so. I said I said most of it just kind of off the off the top. Um, yeah. But it was interesting. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad I listened to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I do, I th- I do think I agree with you that I think it's better than Death Cab. It, it. You said you got cute with it when you picked it. What did What did you mean by that? As as in like I do like Death Cab genuinely, like like well, a lot of their stuff. But but again, I don't like their stuff post this that much at all. Oh yeah. But cutie as in as in. I mean, posters to me, like th- this record, it's sort of a one off mm-hmm. and kind of meant to be, I almost think. And so that's why I got cutesy with it because you would think that the side project would continue and this doesn't continue. Right. This just stays where it's at and it's perfectly nestled in 2003. Right. <laughs> and that's very of its time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Very of its time. And I don't know if after listening to it, I'm much of like a Ben Gibbard like convert. Like, I don't think I'm gonna, yeah. you know, try to hunt down tickets for that uh, postal service reunion tour well, or anything like that. They're fucking expensive as shit. Oh, I'm sure. Those actually, uh, I was like thinking about like, well, how how much the Hollywood Bowl tickets? And they're like 170 bucks a piece. That's crazy. And I'm like, no fucking way, no fucking way, am I paying that much money to go? Uh, yeah. Right, and you uh, can't even yeah, pretend it's like serious. two bands because it's like Ben Gibbard. You're in yeah, both yeah. of those. Hold on. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be sweating a lot. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, he was a, he was a blue, blue the heavier guy. The the times came out, and I missed fat. I missed fat Ben honestly. Oh. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but um, I think it's time for us to draw a new thing. I agree. Okay, I'll go get it back. All right, let me shake it up. We've got plenty left in here before we run out of stuff to talk about. Um, but, okay. Uh, did we did we talk about Best Album Cover yet? Yeah, we did. That's That okay. was like two episodes ago. Whoops. <laughs> it was <laughs> what it meant. Okay. Okay. Um, man, we just did this. I'm going to pick a different one because this was basically... A, a nostalgia episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um fuzzy feelings. Fuzzy feelings? Yeah, fuzzy feelings. Hmm. I got plenty of those. Honestly I got plenty of records <laughs> for this one. But uh, that one's gonna yeah, be that one will be a hard album. one for me, I, I think. Yeah, and it, it, you create the many ways you can go with that, I think, with that. Fuzzy feelings, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. You know, I could probably pick refused or anything for fuzzy feelings on that one. No, well, maybe but, I don't uh, know. <laughs> oh, what's the? Well, yeah. Um, but I think I think we're good, man. I think. Uh, what's got going on? Uh, well, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. Uh, so if you like the intro or the outro, feel free to check us out on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, mm-hmm. that's all I got going on. What do you got going on? Uh, I do another podcast called Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. We put out an uh, episode a week and uh, generally focus on new movies. Uh, one in theaters and one generally streaming because I can't give away how it goes to a, go to a theater twice a week. Yeah, that's Which a is lot. okay. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I do, and it comes out every week. And if you guys like movies too, maybe check that one out. But uh, I think I think we're good, man. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Excited for the next episode. Right, I guess Happy we'll... to talk about oh, yeah. <laughs> gorillas as usual. <laughs> I was happy to bring the poster. I I knew it would come at some point, but I didn't know when. Now it's 56, 57 episodes in, and it finally showed up. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's been the but, same uh, with gorillas. Like that one's been kind of like hovering over everything, and I'm like, I gotta pick one for like something good has to come up for this one. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.